This week's episode of If I Was a Betting Man is brought to you by Draft.com. Do you like fantasy sports but don't want to commit to a whole season? On Draft, you play live snake drafts with other people, just like in a season-long league. Drafts last for just one night, and once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire, just set it and forget it. And the best part, play for cold, hard cash and get paid out the next day. Drafts start from just $1, so there's a draft for everyone. And all If I Was a Betting Man listeners get a free entry into a real money football draft when you make your first deposit just use the promo code betting man that's right play a real money game for free just for using the promo code betting man when you make your first deposit search draft in your app store or go to draft.com and enter the promo code betting man today this week Vinny is off but aj is on to catch up on the world series and the nfl week seven NFL Week 8 predictions all this week on If I Was a Betting Man! How you doing, AJ? Hey, Johnny. How you doing, man? Our roving uh, betting man reporter, AJ, we've uh, we've sent him to Los Angeles. Or actually, no, just California. Uh, We couldn't get you into the city of Los Angeles. (laughs) But I'm going to be in LA next week for work. Yeah, right now I'm in Northern California. But I'm in Giants country, so everybody's rooting for the Red Sox, which is nice. Is that right? Yeah. Are are you watching? Are you watching the games from like the comfort of a home, or are you at a bar surrounded by uh, anti Dodgers? No, last night I was at a friend's house. He was also a big Giants fan, and uh, uh, I met my Morgan's house, and she's a huge uh, baseball fan. So she set up like a projector and you know full sound and everything like that. So we had a bunch of people over here the other night watching. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, you and couldn't have you couldn't have asked for a better first two games. Oh in, my god, yeah. In my opinion. I mean, I was excited to see the the pitching matchup in game 1 and then we really didn't see much of a pitching matchup in game 1. We saw a very irritated Sale get pulled off yeah. the mound uh in what that was the 4th, right? Yeah, but he was at 90 pitches. I mean, you know. He was at 90 pitches in the 4th. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he threw 90 pitches in those four innings. And then Kershaw wasn't any better. He just, no. Uh, I think he was at 80-something, and he didn't make it. Uh, no. I think he got an out in the fifth inning. I think he only got four innings himself. Yeah, and so, his, yeah. his ERA got crushed when he was replaced. Yeah. Uh, that was a... You know, I thought the I thought the Dodgers were going to pull that one out. I was, you know, I still had hopes if they won one because I'm rooting vehemently. I am pro Dodgers <laughs> all the way. I want. I, I don't want to see the Red Sox win any more games. But uh, <laughs> but I think you're. I think you're. I think you're in for it. I don't think you're about to be disappointed. The Red Sox look really good right now, dude. They look really good and. The the pitching is going to maintain. I mean, honestly, the bullpen core has done such a good job managing the pitching um, yeah. so far in the series. And the bullpen, the mediocre Red Sox bullpen, hasn't even been a factor. We haven't. You haven't even really noticed it. Um, and he's done such a good job wow. going to starters when he uh, when he needs to so far in the playoffs. Um, yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see wow. what happens because you have Porcello coming up. In game three and against Bueller, Porcello uh, is—he's one of those guys that can pitch much longer in today's game than most pitchers. Yeah, and Bueller's—he's uh, a—he's a—he had—I think he had a really good year after that. He match. did. He was, uh, he, 
he run like uh, like twelve games or something like that. Yeah, but he's, uh, he's a young guy, right? He's like 23, 23, and I think he I don't think he's done that well in the, uh, in the playoffs. Right. Yeah, so, uh, we'll see if the big stage is. Uh, well, that, that's the thing is the big stage. I mean, I think now that the Red Sox are going uh, to the away portion of the series, um, you know, they've gotten a huge boost out of uh, their younger guys and also some of their background guys uh, with Nunez hitting that uh, three run homer um, and with Benintendi being lights out, obviously, in addition to Mookie Betts uh, living up to his uh, MVP status. Um, that he will earn, I believe, and J.D. Martinez being rock solid, coming through with base hits, and Mm -hmm. just really cementing that lineup. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting. It's like, I mean, I think the uh, uh, Roberts, uh, uh, Dodgers manager, I think he he went a little too righty. He got a little too righty-lefty. I think he was Fat Bellinger. yeah like one of their best players like i mean i don't know you know it's like all right i get ready left matchup but at a certain point you got to keep your best players in the lineup no matter who's pitching you know what I mean? plus didn't he see Moneyball? Uh, doesn't he know that that doesn't uh have as big of an impact as as managers <laughs> think didn't he see brad pitt ex- didn't brad pitt explain that perfectly clearly to us <laughs> i always That's listen to brad <laughs> i'm reading uh it's this little book recommendation i'm reading uh powerball which uh by rob Meyer. I, I don't know if you know who he is but he's like a Sabermetric stats guy. Right. He's right for ESPN. And, uh, yeah, it's really good. It's really cool. Because it's basically a, a, it's a center to the, uh, you know, it's all about the newscasts. You know, all these, uh, all the clubs are, uh, are adopting these days. Right. Really interesting. And it's kind of an update to Moneyball. So, uh, you know, in a weird way. Like he, he references that book quite often. Because that, that book was about the last dance revolution. You know what I mean? So, Anyway, but right. yeah, the uh, the so it'll be interesting when they go back to LA because, well, a, um, what whether they put JG in right field, or, I mean not right field, he'd probably play. Well, no, he would probably play right and right. he'd move center field. Yep, which probably seems like their best move because even though Bradley was the hero of the ALCS. I mean, he he's still had three hits. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta go with the offense there. And honestly, right, Mookie is Mookie is a very capable fielder. He is incredibly fast. I I honestly, I have nothing but respect for Mookie Betts and his highlight reel in the postseason this year is ridiculous. He is fantastic, and you got to say the same thing about Benintendi with some of the catches yeah. he made that uh, that modern dance catch. Uh, yeah, he looked like perfect. Peter Pan on the wires last night <laughs> as he caught it uh, at the left field wall. That was, yeah. I, I, honestly, it looked like, you know, it's like when you see somebody like being like very strong in a, in a manly, uh, you know, activity <laughs> and then it gets a little, yeah. it gets a little dancey, you know, yeah. it reminded me of the movie Roadhouse, uh, <laughs> And Patrick Swayze, like sometimes he's like doing these jump kicks at guys, and it, it's just like, yeah. no, that looked a little dancey. I don't know if that would have hurt that much. <laughs> it's the same. It's the same it thing with Ben really Intendi. It was a really funny. Uh, uh, I mean, it was just funny. I mean, the thing is, Ben Intendi's had a great series. He's coming up with these great catches, and can't take that away from him. But he's not. 
he's definitely not as good as Jackie Bradley Jr. And I don't think he's as good as Pat. Sometimes he just doesn't have the arm. He doesn't. Take, yeah. But you know, he's, he's a great player for for left field defender. You know. Absolutely. And, I think uh, if they win the if the Red Sox win the series, I think. You're, there's going to be a long line at every single tattoo shop in Boston with uh, idiots getting the Benintendi name <laughs> permanently carved into their skin <laughs> at some point. Maybe even his face. I think. I mean, I think Morgan. I think she's ready to get the tattoo. She loves that guy. She's like, Ooh. she's going to get the Benintendi tattoo. <laughs> I know, but she, she likes him a lot. That's for sure. He's a handsome fella. He is handsome. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, the. Um, well, you know the speculation also. Well, the problem is with uh, with Martinez. I mean, obviously you got to you got to put him, you got to keep him in the lineup, and mm-hmm. you know, no matter what. I mean, it's just the same thing. Keep the best players in the lineup, but uh, and his bat is more valuable than you know. So, but uh, you know he's got he had that uh, uh, you know twisted his ankle uh, around second right. game one, so he's been definitely like looking like he's a little bit hobbled and like. You know, then you're losing that defense. You know, it's like a tough call. So there was a lot of speculation that um, at least JDJ in center field put uh, JD in right, and and then actually had moved to play second base because he's yeah up as a second baseman. Right. I don't know if you heard about that. And then I did see that. And there's there's a bunch of arguments. In the, there was a couple of uh, writers in Boston area who uh, in Boston media who argued that it was too much a risk to play. Mookie at second base because fucking Manny Machado would probably spike him. <laughs> <Huh. laughs> Double play. <laughs> I mean, that is absolutely possible. He doesn't, that yeah. guy, you know, everybody talking yeah. about how he's going to be a Yankee next year makes me a little bit uh, queasy. I mean, he is very good. And, it, you know, it looked like he was going to turn that game around last night um, for a second. But honestly, I don't want him. I don't want him on the Yankee team because you know, no matter what you say about him, you can just tell he's a dick. No matter what you say yeah. about his fielding or you know his ability to play short or third, you know, in the playoffs, spiking people, not not interested. Not interested no. in that guy. Um, but no, I honestly, no, I think well, it's stupid to play Mookie at second. I wouldn't put him at second. I would put Mookie at center. I think that's far enough out of his typical position. Um, and yeah, I would, yeah. I would put. You got to keep Martinez in the lineup. You know he's going to yeah. get that adrenaline rush of playing out there. He'll he'll probably be unnoticeable. You know in right. Yeah. Um, I mean, what is the usage rate of a right fielder? You know, over the course of nine innings, how many times is he going to be impacting? You know, how many outs is he going to be called upon to get? Uh, first of all, second of all, second of all. There's no reason Jackie Bradley Jr. While he is a great center fielder and he does make great plays at the wall, I honestly, yeah. the the ability of him to hit, uh, I mean, he's bouncing even with the 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 ankle, he's hitting the shit out of the ball. So yeah. there's yeah. no reason oh, why you would pull him out of the lineup. You got to keep him in. Yeah, yeah. Well, they said the legal issue is not too serious. Um, so hopefully, it's, you know, with an extra day. Right. In between the games, will be a couple know, of quarter zone shots. Game. Yeah, he'll but be fine. He's not, a bad, he's not a bad fielder. I mean, he's not like not on the level of the other three guys. We have. I mean, like that's the best outfield defense. But you know, the he's not he's not that he's not. Look at that, and he got kind of wrapped as being a bad fielder, which is why he ended up at DH. But then if you go back and look, really look at him, he's 
pretty adequate feeling. Yeah. So, you know, it's... Um, he would start on any team in in the league if there was... You know what I mean? It's not like yeah, yeah. it's a guy that is a liability. You know, it's not like, uh, for instance, a Gary Sanchez where it's just like, well, we can't DH him every day. We need a catcher. Yeah. We're paying him to catch. We need a catcher. Well, they're not really paying him, but... Um, so... I'm just interested in seeing how it's going. That's the thing I'm interested in seeing is how the how the uh, how the Red Sox handle the DH, and then also um, see how Robert stacks his lineup. Those are the two things. I think it's going to be the deciding factor in the game. You know, honestly, I hope Roberts learned his lesson and he's just going to go with the best players. I, I honestly, this this uh, righty lefty trying to you know to overthink the lineup thing, it's annoying, yeah. and I think it's especially annoying uh, to Dodgers fans when you know he's pinch hitting guys that you know, really haven't been huge ever in their, you know, in their careers. And it's really, you gotta, you gotta get these guys reps out there, put them together, try to build some uh, momentum and win a game. How many games do you think it's going to go at this point? Uh, I think the Dodgers will win one, but I think it's going to, I think they're going to win it. I think it's going to go Red Sox and five. I mean, they're they're undefeated on the road this postseason, you know. So obviously, the um, playing on the road isn't uh, isn't going to be a, a factor for them. And uh, you know, so I think they're going to. And they got. I think they win the pitching matchup tonight between Porcello and and, and the Kid Euler. And then um, you know, the, and then uh, uh, um, the next game, game four, would be Eovaldi, I think. And he's who's been great really in the postseason. Good. Yeah, he has. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, did you where did you watch the Yankee series? Did you get to any of those games? Yeah, um, I went to the most <laughs> lopsided game in uh, postseason Yankee history. Uh, <laughs> I, I spent uh, a bunch of money on the tickets, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> just as much money on you know the concessions, and <laughs> literally, you know. Literally, it was everybody I showed up and, you know, I'm wearing like a Yankee cap and like a raincoat and all the guys I was with have like mittens. It was like, you know, it's like 58 degrees out. What, what is the temperature in in uh, Northern California where you are right now? It is uh, 60, 65 degrees, not a cloud in the sky. So, so in New York, I don't know if you're aware, but it's been unseasonably, It's you know, it's, it's late October. So it's been, yeah. you know, every day in the the low is like 40, 41. And it's that time of year where like the heat isn't on in my apartment yet. I'm wearing a knit cap in my home right now as I record this. <laughs> and I'm a little chilly. It's been, yeah. and then I go and I look at the temperature. I'm like, what is it? Like 35 degrees outside? No, it's 52. <laughs> I'm just a big baby. You know, just a yeah, big yeah. baby. So I, got, I, mean, I mean, that's the problem with my New York apartment. Is I'm in a big building and they don't turn they don't usually turn on the uh, heat until like yeah, right, well, right about now. Yeah. But uh, the good thing is, there's a bunch of old people live in that building, so they gotta, you know, start right. complaining pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah, exactly. Good. And then, of course, they crank it up to ninety degrees. I open my windows all. That's the so. thing. There's two speeds <laughs> yeah. to New York heat. It's either boiler, you're in the boiler, or yeah. it is off. Those are that's <laughs> it. And it's the same in my apartment. And the, the problem is the guy on the second floor, it's literally, it's, it's an on-off switch. The guy on the second floor, he's complaining about how they're, you know, walking around in their underwear and it's too hot. And meanwhile, in my apartment on the third floor, it's freezing all winter. And I have to have like a space heater going in the living room. And, 
you know, my girlfriend's like, can't you fix this? And I'm like, no. No, no. It's a New York City apartment. It is what it is. It is what it is. Also, I could probably take the air conditioners out of the windows. (laughs) (laughs) That may be part of the problem. Anyway, what were we talking about before I started complaining about Um, my old man? 16 to 1 game that you saw. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a nightmare. So then. Yeah, he did. And then one of my buddies, he's coming back from. it was his turn to get beer and he leaves. He comes back with no beer and it was the sixth. It was the end of the sixth. And he was like, why don't we just go? And we all looked at each other. We were like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. A playoff game. No, we were right in the pack of everyone else. We left a playoff game in the seventh inning. It was really sad, but I'm glad I did because it still took me two hours to get home. Uh, because New York City subway is uh, thumbs down right now. Anyway. Yeah. I've been out. The great thing about it is being out here for these playoffs. Is I was in New York for the um, for the Yankees series, but um, for the ALCS and now the World Series, I think games start at like 5 o'clock. Yeah, that is cool. Even if it's a long game, it's over by 9 o'clock. You know, just go to the bar. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, and watching football on the West Coast is the best because you got all the games in at like 10 o'clock. You know, all the, the, the 1 o'clock games start at 10. And then, so you're done by like the afternoon games, like 4 30. And it's like, and so the night games are dog. You just, yeah, all right, let's go to dinner. <laughs> right. It's weird. I don't know. I think that would be the most difficult adjustment for me is the fact that sports is on so early there. Yeah, yeah. Well, they are, and people always bitch about it. Here, like they're like, I don't care. Like, these games just start at five o'clock. Like, so, like, why can't they start later? And I'm like, dude, fucking World Series games could be like four and a half hours. You start at nine o'clock. It's like over at one thirty in the morning. Like, no, yeah, you know, exactly. So, you know, um, but so, you know, everybody's gonna rush home and watch the games. People yeah. are rushing anyway to go see the Red Sox or the Dodgers, but they are definitely rooting for the Red Heart for the Red Sox because they really, really hate the Dodgers. <laughs> I mean, I and would it's too. Not, it's a hateable team, you know what I mean? I mean, I understand why you're rooting for because the rivalry runs deeper, but it's they are not a likable team by any any stretch of the imagination. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah, I'm still I'm rooting hard, and Vinny bet them hard. Uh, I'm not sure why. Maybe just NL uh, pride, yeah. He want he went after the Dodgers, which uh, what? Yeah, at the be before the series started, he uh, he parlayed it into a bunch of things, and and he bet him too. So well, I, personally, probably, I wouldn't have done that. Spike that he didn't that the Brewers didn't win that he was just like he just went overreacted to the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they got him out of that. Lost. They got him out of the tattoo. I, I know you want to talk about the tattoo a little bit um, because we were off last week, but uh, Vinny was able to escape the tattoo uh, this yeah. year. I I still believe the team, which the teams at stake for Vinny are that needs to win so that Allison gets the tattoo. Um, the teams are the Knicks and the Mets, and then for Vinny to get the tattoo, it's the Met, it's the Brewers and the Jets. Right. Uh, so I, I honestly believe that the Brewers are probably still the most likely candidate to win. I think after this year, I think they're going to be strong next year. And yeah, well, Mets aren't going anywhere. Mets aren't going anywhere. The Knicks aren't Knicks going aren't anywhere. 
the Jets. The Jets are a couple years away, I think. Darnold has shown flashes of uh, being a decent quarterback, but I think they're a couple yeah. years away. The Brewers could do it next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually like some of the talent on the Jets. I mean, just from, I mean, mostly just from a fantasy standpoint. But, yeah, I, I, like who? I Blau Powell with them. Well, Blau Powell and Isaiah Crowell, I think they're both decent running backs, and they got good. You know, Robbie Peterson was looking like he's like going to turn into something. And, yeah, I think they're. Um, that Anunwa kid Robbie, is good, but Robbie he's Anderson. hurt. Yeah, Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson, he's one, He's only had one good game this year. I know. He looked really good at the end of last year. Yeah, he did. Game. But he was the only option they had. So yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. We'll see. So. That Anunwa kid has been the standout, but he's battling injuries now, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, let's move on to the NFL. Um, last okay. week, your uh, beloved Patriots barely escaped overtime. Uh, as Mitchell Trubisky uh, threw a bomb, a Hail Mary, and uh, it was caught a yard away from the end zone, and then somehow uh, he was kept out. I, I mean, he was, it, it was, the ball was thrown into quadruple or quintuple coverage, I guess, and uh, yeah, yeah. he was, wow. he was okay. pushed out. Uh, I still I thought it looked like a good play, and... You know that conference is an interesting conference with the with the Bears because the NFC North because you've got the best team is four and two and that's the Vikings and then every other team has three wins. I honestly think the Bears are going to be a playoff team even though they're in the bottom of that division. They look pretty good. I like what they said. Well, I mean, Trubisky's not much of a thrower, but you know the, 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 uh, that last throw was I mean that was that seventy yards in the air. That was pretty yeah. good. He's but, got an arm. He just makes he's inconsistent. He makes too many mistakes. You know, it's 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 difficult to watch because he looks phenomenal. You know, three play, you know, ten plays in a row, and then he throws a stupid interception where he clearly didn't know the route, um, or the receiver blew the route, and it's just he looks foolish out there. Um, man, well, all times when I see that, I think that's coaching. You know, yeah, like it's just, I agree. You know, they, they, you know, they didn't. They didn't communicate well enough what the play was supposed to be, and it's just, and then it makes the quarterback look really bad. I mean, he definitely makes mistakes. I mean, he made mistakes in that game. Yeah, but uh, missed throws, yeah, throwing game, over people, yeah, throwing short. Yeah, that game was much about turnovers, and you know, on the Patriots, well, turnovers on both sides, really. But I think they won the turnover battle the Bears did, right? I think they only had two, two. They had two dumb picks, and we had three, or we had the two fumbles and picks. So. Right, you know, and then we came. We we got two special teams touchdowns. So right. you know, that's tough to beat. But I mean, you think without those, it looked like honestly. I watched that entire game, and I think that the Bears looked pretty strong uh, for a good chunk of it. Um, the Patriots. Yeah. What do you think right now? So now Michelle is out um, with a knee injury. Actually, that hasn't been confirmed yet. They don't play till Monday night, but he hasn't practiced all week. Um, mm. Gronkowski, go ahead. I think they, I think he's out. He's going to be out this week. Is what they're saying. It's the Bills. Then, uh, I think they'll definitely rest him this week. Um, yeah. And then you have Gronkowski, who has a midseason back injury, which is never good. Gronkowski, man, every year I swear to God, I love the guy. But damn, it's like this. It's I one. this is his last campaign yeah. as a Patriot, don't you think? I don't know. I mean, you know, the, it's the thing is, is that. Say that again. Oh, you're kind of breaking up a little bit. I'm sorry. Uh, the only thing that really works out in Gronkowski's favor is that Belichick is 
just loves a blocking tight end. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like you ever hear him? But it's like it's, it's, he once gave a sermon on Mark Barra. He's the best tight end he ever coached. Right. And, then, and that was the response. Oh, you're breaking up a little bit, AJ. I don't know. Are you are you in like a going down into a basement or something? What are you doing? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sitting. I'm standing. Much just reception. You know, we're like. I mean, kind of in the middle of the woods out here, you know. So no problem. Is that better? Yeah, that's that better. better. Yep. All right, I'm just staying this one spot. Um, but yeah, so the but yeah, actually, I mean, he's you know, it's I get man, he's not half a great year so far. No, he's not. He's missed. Yeah. You know, he he's on games. He's off. Honestly, I think Belichick is stupid to use him as a blocker. He's too valuable as a receiver. He basically is a wide receiver, and for him to be blocking, which I see him blocking, and he. He acts. He blocks just like he did when he was, you know, in his second year in the league, and he was a very good blocker. Um, yeah. he, he does the same thing, and I, you just see the arch of his back, and you think he's he's got a bad back. Why are they doing this to him? You know, it's like they're pulling a bait and switch. The other team is like, well, they're not going to block with Gronkowski. They're going to throw to him, and then Belichick uses him to block. To me, it is too. It's not worth the the risk. And it seems like Belichick is doing what he does with guys when he's done with them, which is he's using them up. You know what I mean? He knows he knows Gronkowski isn't going to say no. I'm not going to block. So. He's just using him up before he gets rid of him, and I think that means if I think once he's done with the Patriots, I think Gronkowski will probably just retire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's like I, as far as the Gronkowski, as far as Belichick using him up before he dumps him. I mean, you know, I mean that's what he's done like his the whole time with the Patriots. He's just right. sells sells on guys high. You know what I mean? When they think he's going to get you know good value for him. As opposed to waiting for them to totally go in the tank, so it wouldn't surprise me at all if this is Gronk's last year as a Patriot. You know, how do you, and how do you feel and, about uh, that? You know, I feel like, I mean, it just depends on Brady. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't see, like, if I'm Belichick and one, you know, like, and Brady decides to retire, which obviously he's going to at some point, but but not after this year. Yeah, not after this year. I don't think he's got one more year, but. Uh, at least, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe more. Who knows? He's going to try but, for uh, as many as he can get. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting because, like, Belichick again. Like, he's not going to want to, you know, start a forty-four-year-old quarterback if he's like not at his best. You know? But but don't you think but, that Brady will go to like Arizona and play there? Like, don't you think he'll go to another team and play on another team? I I think he would want to. But I bet his wife doesn't want him to, you know? Like, yeah. she doesn't want him playing for some, like, you know, shitty team that, you know, doesn't protect him or doesn't put anybody around him that they can, you know what I mean? And he's, like, all of a sudden getting sacked five times a game. Like, I don't think that's that's not going to go go over well in that household. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I agree. But so, also, uh, with the rules now, you don't really get beat up that much. And Eli Manning may disagree, but... Uh, you don't get beat up as much as you used to. It's not like uh, David Carr when he was on the Texans, and if you say hike around him, the guy just dives onto the ground in like a Wendy's bath. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That guy's got yeah. PTSD. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, it's uh, it's uh, um, as far as I'm concerned, like, football is such a mess. Like, in terms of everything else, although this year it's a lot better. It seems like it's 
like like there's a lot less stupid stories you know flying around but um you know it's like it's kind of hard to watch football and i keep watching because brady and belichick you know what i mean so right. if they break that up i might I, you know I, I, it's like it's gonna be hard to, for me to keep watching football you know are you serious um, really What's that? So say say so uh, uh, say you lose Brady after uh, you know you you probably won't he'll probably be the starting quarterback next year just for lack of options but say you lose Brady after next year Belichick's going to keep coaching um, probably for a little while uh-huh. um, you would stop watching all football well I mean I wouldn't you know I, I think I'd probably watch you know, as a casual, more, just more of a casual fan, I think, as opposed to, you know, right now, it's just kind of, you know, glued to every single move the Patriots make, you know, and, um, isn't the word for I that mean, a, f- just, a fair weather fan? Isn't that the I term? You keep that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they're going to be bad, you're not going to watch. <laughs> it's not even that. It's just that I like, you know, I'm so invested in the, in the, in the Belichick and Brady era because it's been so satisfying for me as a sports fan since, you know, for the last 17 years, it's like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. you know, it's, I can't stop watching, even though the kind of game kind of makes me uncomfortable. And I mean, with the injuries and the concussions and the, and the, and the domestic abuse and the, you know, and the rampant steroid use. And, you know I mean? It's like everything right. about the, the game is like kind of unsavory. And it's always, been, I've always had, a, you know, kind of a hard time, like in the last few years with all the stories that are coming out. And it's, it's like, it's, I'm, there's a conflict. I, I feel conflicted about rooting so hard for my team, you know. And, and, the, and the Patriots are just as guilty as anybody else. But any for sure, um, these, you know. I'm not. I'm not talking about like Spygate, and, you know. And, uh, no, no. The, right. It's just, just talk, using the using I'm the players is like cattle, and these guys are getting, uh, you know, physically uh, beaten up to the point where they're in pain for the rest of their lives. Like when you hear the players talk about uh, the, you know, the the home games where all the older players come and they all have canes and they can't stand yeah. up for long. And, you know, they talk about, you know, they're like throwing a pill into their mouth, like halfway through the ceremony. And it, yeah. it is, it's, it's, it's a sad, it's a sad scene. And you can see why the NBA is rising uh, right now mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because the players all seem to have, uh, I mean, it's it's many it's a lot fewer players first of all but they all seem to have more of a um i don't know what is the word they 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 carry themselves they make fewer uh poor decisions and of course there's mm-hmm. exceptions but you don't hear about nba players as often as you hear about nfl players um yep. that being well, they also seem to have a, like in the nba they they, they seem to have a actual stake in the team whereas like you know they they you know they have and they you know they can influence you know free agent signings they can influence right. you know like the you know they have you know especially if you look at lebron james but i think a lot of other players are kind of following i mean you know you look at kyrie irving he's another one and um you know they have a certain amount of influence with the ownership and a certain amount of respect with the fan base whereas in football it's just a bunch of Right, they're opposed. Yeah, they're diametrically opposed to each other. There's no way that you could carry on a typical relationship with an owner as an NFL player because you feel like uh, they have no interest in your well-being as long as the team is winning and making money. Right, exactly. 
So you know, it's just a, it's such a, it's just such a, it's just such a dirty game in so many ways, you know. Yeah. And um, but I mean, that being said, you know, it's like I do love every, I love the matchups, you know, in football. I love, you know, the the strategy. I think it's a, a really like a, you know, it gets a a bad rap as being a, a you know, a, a kind of a neck down bunch of you know these right. dudes that like are really super dumb, but like it's a really complicated game. The smarter and, players and really have success. True. It's absolutely yeah. true. From receivers yeah, to safeties to, I mean, yeah. you think about uh, some of these guys, like a guy like Eric Reed, who had a standout week last week, uh, despite, yeah. uh, you know, some confrontations. Um, that guy has done things that have made the NFL ownership very angry, and all of a sudden he gets a contract with the Carolina Panthers. He comes out and he plays like he's been playing this entire time, and he plays like a like an all pro player. He's uh, honestly, yeah. I think that's yeah. one of the great stories of this year so far. Oh uh, yeah, and he started a fight with Malcolm Jackson, Jackson. which is great. <laughs> great, <laughs> you gotta love that. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" Yeah. So the uh, yeah, no, you're right. And there is there are a lot of great you know uh, great stories in the NFL. But for everyone, like I just read about a uh, story about Malcolm Mitchell, who's a uh, you know is the rookie wide receiver for the um, for the pass, and he uh, he had a great game in the um, in the, the game against Atlanta, the Super Bowl against Atlanta. Got injured in preseason, and now it's been over you know a, well over a year, and he's still can't play football and he right. got cut by the pads last you know like in the middle of the season when it became clear he wasn't gonna be able to help him this year and i think that guy, that guy could be crippled for life you know what i mean right. he had one great season had a great super bowl didn't make shit for money right and he's gonna be probably crippled for the rest of his life you know yeah so i mean that's the that's the other side of the nfl for me you know it's like two sides but you know it's like it's such a great game in so many ways and it's so fun to I mean, it's great. It's really fun to play. Like, just you know, we got, we get together to play on Super Bowl Sunday in Brooklyn. There with all those guys. Yeah, it's so fun. Like, it I is have a great time. Doing it's that. fun. I get hurt yeah. every single year. <laughs> <laughs> and you still do it. I still, awesome. honestly, I do it most mostly out of the shame of not doing it. <laughs> That's why I do it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 You don't want to. You don't want to take. I mean, I had a, I had, you know, I'm terrible. I mean, I just can't, I can't move around at all. But uh, I'm, big, I'm big, I'm slow, you know. Uh, yeah. Morgan trying to get me to go surfing the other day. That was ridiculous. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> you know, I, just, I used to be able to surf when I was a kid, too. I used to do it. I, was, I mean, I wasn't great, but, you know, I could get up and do stuff. But, yeah, my God, I was like two waves and I was like done. I was lying on the beach. And then a bunch of people tried to roll me back into the water. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of concerned ecologists. <laughs> yeah, Is anyone here a marine biologist? But <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, to get back to the football thing, it's like, um, you know, I can't. I can't. I just love watching, and I love. That's one of the reasons why I love Belichick, because mostly because he's just a heartless, just a really good stra- bastard. You know. You know so that being really said, is- he is a very good strategist, and I believe there is widespread consensus that he is the best of all time. Um, meanwhile, you have a guy like Sean McVay coming up, who is in his second season as a head coach, 
who yeah. uh, seems to care deeply about all of his players. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody is on board with him. Everybody's bought into uh, him as coach, his schemes. Um, he see, And he's doing things on the field that confuse the hell out of everyone he faces. Um, yeah. I mean, it is it is an interesting conversation for the competency level of a head coach in the NFL. Like, how many head coaches would you say are smart strategists? Like, six? Yeah. Like, seven? Uh, like, maybe. less, yeah. way less than half, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like you look at, like, a team like Kansas City is one of probably the most most talent of any team in the league, you know? Yep. And, uh, and then you got Andy Reid as the coach. You know what, though? He does do a lot of interesting things out there. And I, I honestly, I, I like watching what he does. He does interesting things. He does confusing things. Yeah. And he throws in trick yeah, plays. Yeah. And he does a lot of things to keep uh, opposing coaches off balance. Um, but a guy like McVay is doing things that I don't think anybody's ever seen before. And yeah, yeah, uh, it's, it's very interesting, you know, as uh, Belichick fields a team of – Lots of older players, uh, some retreads. Um, you know, he gives a couple of guys shots uh, that uh, had been bounced out of the league for a while with, you know, drug addiction and all these other stories. Um, and they're having success, um, which is, to me, incredible. Every single year, it, the consistency yeah. with which he has success despite the uh, roller coaster of talent he has, it doesn't seem to matter, mm-hmm. which to me is, in, it's That's crazy. Yeah, sure. But um, yeah. what McVeigh well, is doing, you know, I think that matchup, I, I think that that might be your Super Bowl matchup right now. You know what, what Belichick is like. He always saves uh, the, uh, the best for the end of the season uh, when he mm-hmm. needs it the most. And you've got a guy like McVeigh who is out there and he's just trying stuff out and it is working uh, to an extreme level. It looks like uh, uh, LaDainian Tomlin- Tomlinson's uh, touchdown record is going to get broken this year by Todd Gurley, who is a mm-hmm. great running back, but I don't think um, without McVay he'd be approaching these heights. You could say the same thing about Goff. Yep. It's an, I, think Goff's like a, you know, I think he's above average, but he's, not a, he's definitely not an all-timer. No. And, uh, you know, his well, you know, and also McVay's. I think he's kind of, you know, he's. I mean, it's, it's the, you know, the the. There's so many aspects of coaching that you know that don't really get a lot of uh, attention, and a lot of it is, you know, like roster construction is a huge part of it. You know, in the off season, huge and, part. Uh, you know, and then like during the uh, the you know the preparation for the games is really super complicated, and you know that's where some some like Andy Reid excels, and really the only time he doesn't do well is when he's got to make a call on the fly with like two minutes left. You know what I mean? Like that's really the only, t- the only situation he's not good at. And he's lost a lot of big games that way. I think but, so I too. Mean, all the other stuff. I, honestly, I think there's a lot to be said for people buying in. And you know, when your yeah. coach is calling a, a play that seems odd and is a little bit off balance to be able to roll with that, you really have to buy into what your coach is doing. And I mean, obviously everybody buys into Belichick because you know, the players all believe he's the best ever. Um, and they're buying into McVeigh, and they did last season too. And I think there's a lot to be said for that. I don't think, you know, there's the same level with Andy Reid. I don't think he has that, uh, that level of camaraderie or uh, respect. 
Um, I don't think he commands that. I don't think he cares as much about uh, commanding that level of respect with his players. Um, I think he yeah. sees his job as being more about X's and O's and less about the relationships. And, you know, Belichick is, you know, he's a lot about X's and O's, but he's a lot about reinforcing the relationship he has with his players, which is do your job. You know, it's not a touchy-feely situation, which doesn't seem to work out for a lot of head coaches, to be honest, but it seems to be working out for Sean McVay uh, in Los yeah. Angeles this year. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's Well, you know, you, you look at somebody like Pete Carroll, and he's been doing that since, you know, since the very beginning. And with success. Carroll, Correct. That's absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, and, but you know, he, I mean, he went to he took the you know took Seahawks two Super Bowls, you know, so uh, he was doing something right, you know, and he's definitely. I mean, I think they, I think you're right. I think it was, I think like with anything, there's a certain amount, you know, something you said for for maintaining relationships with the people who work for you and and making sure that you you know. And apparently, I mean, it's really hard to believe given the, his his uh, press conferences, but Belichick's apparently a really funny dude. Like you know, uh, I which. I saw him on a hard knocks like three years ago and yeah. it was a, yeah. obviously it was a preseason game and Belichick just walked yeah. through the opposing team while they were stretching and he's just making fun of everybody and everybody's laughing <laughs> and he's got the same, like, I hate you look on his face, but he's cracking jokes yeah. and he's asking, yeah. you know, how are your kids? Is your son out of yeah. jail? And everybody's laughing. And it was honestly, I was like, who the hell was that guy? Where's he been? <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's interesting that he uses as strategy in the press conferences because obviously we'll never know how injured Sony Michelle is because no. he says you know he makes the reporters feel like the question is stupid. You know, there's strategy behind that. He's trying to be a, you know, brick wall when it comes to this stuff. But, you know, maybe try a little bit to have a little bit of a back and forth. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. I mean, if it would be, it certainly would make it more entertaining. But I think he's so. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he's so focused on not giving anything out that he doesn't even make any kind of exactly. concessions to the to the press at all. But you know the uh, well, you know, and it's like I mean, in, by the same token, you know, he he uh, he still hasn't explained why they, he benched Malcolm Butler. He's never going to explain so that. Not, no, he's never going to explain it. Never, ever, ever. Never to. Not only is he never going to explain it like to a reporter on the record, he's never going to tell his kids. Like he's never going to tell. He's never going to tell a soul on planet Earth why he did that. Some people know because they were standing there, but he's never going to recount why in his brain it was done. You know. You know. There's something to be said about that. I, I have to say, I'm. Uh, I I talked about it on the podcast uh, a few weeks ago. That I was going to get it. I I got uh, the biography of him, the unauthorized biography of him, the book on tape. Right, because I'm in my car all the time, and oh, yeah. I I've been listening to it. I'm uh, I'm I think I'm four hours in, and uh, Bill Belichick is I think sixteen. So it's <laughs> oh been a slog. There was two hours on his dad, which was interesting. His dad was a yeah, very similar type of guy. Um, I think Bill Belichick took his, uh, you know, sort of solitary uh, mastermind thing to a whole nother level. Um, but I mean, it's been it's been interesting. I'm I'm really looking forward to. Uh, 
the people that they got to go on the record, which is not a ton of people, and a lot of the people that went on the record went on anonymously. So it'll yeah. be interesting. I want to hear, you know, old assistant coaches in the locker room talk about specific game decisions. And, you know, it, it is a well-written book, and uh, it has been fun so far, um, despite the fact that I hate him so much. Um, all right, we're... <laughs> We're getting <laughs> we're getting to a point uh, where we should probably do some picks and then uh, and then call okay. it the week. So, all right, great. Um, I know it's so we're recording this right now. It's eight twenty on Thursday night. Thursday night football uh, is starting right now. I know that you're glued to the TV to watch this Dolphins Texans game. Uh, <laughs> it's going to have uh, repercussions for the Patriots for the rest of the season. I'm sure. Uh, do you have a pick in tonight's game? The Texans are favored. They're at home. Uh, they're favored by eight, uh, and the over is 44 and a half. What are you thinking? Mm, I don't know, man. It's hard to pick the Texans just because Watson just doesn't look like he's even remotely the same quarterback. as last He is year. not healthy, and he has been beaten up all season. He wasn't healthy when the season started. He's been beaten up all season. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is phenomenal. He is a phenomenal wide receiver. He is a top top three. It's tough, but probably a top three wide receiver. Um, And they seem to get things done. Their uh, running backs are not good. But uh, meanwhile, the Dolphins. Yeah. Mar Miller seems like he's he's picking up steam a little bit, but he's still not not great. No, so, um, I'm going to say I'm probably going to be I would I would pick Houston, but I, I think the, I don't think the I don't think eight points is too much. You know, I agree 100. percent I'm going to take the Dolphins uh, with the points. Um, I'm not going to take the Dolphins on the money line. I'm going to take they they are starting Brock Osweiler. Um, I will take I will take the Dolphins with the points on that one, um, and I'm going to go with the under too. Um, let's go with with uh, Eagles Jaguars, um, which is a which is a London game. Um, oh my god! It's a home game for the Jaguars because Blake Bortles' numbers in London have all have been historically very good. What do you think the? Uh, <laughs> The Eagles are th- are favored by three and a half. The over is forty three, a measly forty three. What do you think uh, in this one? Uh, that's a good one. The uh, God, both these teams just don't look that good. Huh? No. Um, I mean, you know why the Jaguars don't look good is because the defense took a slight step back from last year, although it's still really good. Right. But Bortles just is terrible. <laughs> He's a terrible quarterback. He yep. went on a really good run last year. Yep. I think that's I think that's the, the top candidate to actually give Colin Kaepernick a job, you know what I mean? Like but not that it's ever gonna happen, but No, it's not gonna happen. Um I would probably take the Eagles because you gotta figure they're gonna the uh I'd take the over as well. I think the Eagles are gonna romp and they're gonna score a lot of points. I like I like that break. pick. I like both of those things. Although yeah. Blake Bortles in London, he's going to have. Uh, <laughs> you just make me laugh. He's going to have a classic <laughs> English breakfast, and uh, you know, bangers. I'm told not mash, but uh, the beans, the bread, the fried tomato. He's going to come out and he's going to crush on <laughs> Sunday morning. I love these Sunday morning games. It's so, like, I get up, I make yeah. coffee, I'm, and then all of a sudden a bell goes, like, a light bulb goes, I'm like, wait, football starts in, like, 20 minutes. 
This is phenomenal. Yeah, no, it's really cool. I love I, it. I, I haven't. Here, they're at 6 a.m., so I haven't watched any since I've been here. But Now, that is crazy. I did catch one. Yeah, that's, yeah, I'm not, I'm just not waking, I'm not waking up at 6 a.m. Although, I would watch that game, Eagles, Eagles, Jaguars. I mean, that's especially just interesting at this point, you know what I mean? Cause, I agree. I mean, both those teams should be, should be totally, now what, are they both three and four? Is that where they're at right now? So, uh, so this will be at 500. So the Jaguars are at three and four in second to last place in the AFC South, and uh, the Eagles are also at three and four in tied for second place in the NFC East. So, um, <laughs> honestly, I don't know. I don't think there's a lot to be said there. The AFC South is a garbage conference, um, and yeah. and the NFC East is a garbage conference. So, <laughs> I, honestly, I don't think that tells us much, but. Um, I, no. I I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think I would bet that game. I think it's gonna be gonna be interesting. All right, we got to go lightning round now. Um, okay. Browns Steelers. Uh, Steelers at home by eight. Who you got? Uh, definitely. I'm definitely Steelers are. You know, they just got a, They're not a good team, but they are not gonna lose to the Browns. So coming off the I'm bye, the they're gonna crush. Yeah. Um, yeah. Broncos Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are favored by ten and a half at home. The under is uh, uh, the over under is fifty four. Yeah, I'm taking Chiefs and the over on that one for sure. Yeah, there you go. Jets Bears yeah. Bears at home by eight. Over is forty five and a half. Hmm. Jeez, you know, I would have I would have said take the under on that until I saw them play against the Pat last week. You know what I mean? Um, they actually were able to score some points. I think the Jets defense, you're probably going to be upset, but I think the Jets defense is better than the Patriots defense. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. I would take the under on this. The Bears defense is good. I would take the under on this, and I would take the yeah. Bears. Um, uh, you take the, take the Bears and the under, is that what you're saying? Yep. Yeah, that's probably the bet. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Redskins-Giants, what a gross game. Uh, it's in New York. Redskins are favored by one and a half. Over is 42 and a half. Really? One and a half? One and a half. After the Redskins have done well of late. Yeah, the Redskins are four and two, right? And uh, uh, Alex is like doing his Alex Smith thing. Yeah. I'm going to say the Redskins in the over, man. Uh, one and a half. It's in New York. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Redskins yeah, are going to roll over him. Adrian Peterson's going to yeah. have a day. Um, yeah. Seahawks Lions in Detroit Lions by three over is 49 oh, that's a dog yeah uh, geez, let's see Stafford see, I'm going to take the Lions I think on that one I'm going to take the Seahawks and, oh, okay. and the under and the under I'm, I'm going to say, say Lions and the, I mean uh, Lions and the over all right very good. I like it. I like it. Buccaneers, Bengals in Cincinnati. Bengals by four and a half after their beatdown by Kansas City last week. The over is 54 and a half. Uh, I got a couple buddies that are Bengals fans, and they're just like, that game against the Steelers a couple weeks ago, that just crushed them. <laughs> yeah, and then this game last week, uh, I, honestly, the Bengals don't have it this year. A lot of people were talking them up uh, like they were going to be, I mean, even if they make the playoffs, they're not going to get past the first round. They're like they're like maybe ten and six in first round exit. That's, I think you're right, uh, but I'm still gonna pick them this week. I think they're gonna beat Tampa Bay. I agree. 
And I honestly, I might even take the over on that 54 and a half. Okay, Ravens Panthers mm. uh Ravens by 2 in Carolina. Ravens have uh emerged as a playoff team so far this year. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's been surprising because the Flacco never looks any better. <laughs> I know. It seems like it's the same old Ravens, and now they're winning. What does that tell you? You know, it's you know, you got to have a honestly, you got to give the uh, the respect in this situation to to Harbaugh. Uh, you get who are you going to take? I don't know. That Carolina team is that's a hard one to figure. You know. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. I think. I mean, they definitely get the talent, but they just haven't been able to put it together this year. So I think I'm taking the Ravens. Over. I'm going to take the Ravens in the under. Uh, Colts, oh, yeah. Colts, Raiders uh, in Oakland. The Colts are favored by three and a half. That's how bad Ooh. Oakland is right now. The over is fifty. <laughs> Fucking John Gruden. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's tough though. It's tough. Although Colts look good against. Well, they played the Bills last week, so who cares? You know, everybody looks good against the Bills this year. I'll tell you what, Luck has put some uh, consistency together. I would take. I, I like. I like Luck, and you know, he's got nobody else really on his team. Uh, who's the new uh, running back? That Mac kid that they have. He had a good yeah, game last back, week yeah. against a bad yeah, team. Yeah. Um, Naheem uh, Hines has had some good games this year, um, and then he's got. Uh, TJ Yeldon. I mean, he's got you know. There's something there. It's they're going to beat the Raiders. Um, they're going to beat the Raiders. I don't know by how much. The Raiders seem to be giving up already. I think we're going to see, especially with the trade deadline coming up, even more players get shipped out. Um, okay, let's go. 49ers Cardinals. This is gross. This is <laughs> this game is. Ugh. How many people are going to watch this game? Uh, I feel bad for the Niners fans. They're so excited about, about uh, Garoppolo. Garoppolo. Yeah, and now it's just turning into another death slog. <laughs> you know? Just awful. Uh, uh, well, I guess we got to pick somebody. So, uh, 49ers are favored by one and a half. The over is 42 and a half. That is a low over. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Niners. I'm going to take mean, the Niners like, also, and I'm going to take the under. The under. Yeah. yeah sure. Uh Packers Rams uh in oh, LA. Rams this is this is an interesting game. This is a uh Aaron Rodgers gets hurt or loses by somebody dropping so he hits somebody in the hands on the last play um right on the goal line. Um Rams are favored by 9. Um the over is 57. Um I'm gonna take. Say, I, I'm gonna take the Rams and the points. You're gonna take the Rams and the points, huh? I yep. think I'm, I think it's gonna be closer than that. I think this is one of the. Like, it always seems that like um, Aaron Rodgers has a like at some point in the season he just flips a switch and all of a sudden his, his team starts looking like a playoff team. Of course, then they lose. I don't think <laughs> that's week playoffs, eight. But you don't think this is the week? No. I think I, I would take the Rams. I'm I'm picking the Rams to win, but I I think I would take the points. I, I think that's a I think that's a decent pick. Uh, okay, now my my favorite game of the week: Saints Vikings in Minnesota. Mm. This game is a pick'em. Uh, the over is fifty three. Who do you have? I like the I like the Saints this year, man. I think I'm taking the Saints, and I, I think I'd take the over. I think I think uh, I think they look really good, you know. 
I think this I mean, is. I like Minnesota. I like them too. I think this is the week Minnesota uh, sort of comes out. I think we see a uh, a good game from the Vikings. I think uh, I think the Vikings defense is the difference. Um, yeah. And Thielen and Stephon Diggs right now are the best one-two punch in the NFL um, at wide receiver. I. I who's, think, running, who's running the ball for him right now? I mean, Cook, uh, Cook Latavius, and, what's his name? Latavius Murray. Yeah, yeah Latavius Murray. Murray. Yeah, he's been around forever. Um, he's good. He had a good I week guess, last week. I, yeah, it's true. You're right. He's been putting up good numbers there, has he? Um, yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with the Saints, though, man. I think the Saints. All right. I, I like it. Saints, you know, I think it's going to be Saints-Rams in the, in the conference finals, and I think it's going to be a – fucking great game you know Uh, i don't know about that i don't know i think uh i think that remains to be seen i think the saints are going to probably go out before the finals um i don't know if it's going to be the vikings but i think it's definitely going to be the rams and somebody else and honestly i think the rams are one of those teams that loses in the uh nfc championship you heard it this week on uh if i was a betting (laughs) man all right now let's do this last pick and then we'll go um okay Patriots Bills <laughs> in Buffalo. It's going to be cold. Uh, Patriots are favored by 14 and a half, and the over is a measly 44 and a half. Oh, my God. They're picking up. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're looking at like a 28 to 7 kind of game. Uh, this is going to be a gross fourth quarter where White is just going to be asked to run the ball over and over again right into a pile and yeah. it's going to be just ugh this is the yeah, Monday night game is, I'm not even going to watch I think it this, I know why is this a Monday night game you know what I mean like they can change it too and they're sticking with it you know why it's because people want to watch the fucking Patriots yeah you're right I guess you're right but this game I mean you know it's like geez. Um, well, yeah, I got to take the Patriots and I, and I would take the over. I mean, like, I think, well, you know, actually this could be one of those ones where they just don't want to get anybody hurt. So, yep, uh, I agree. So maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not the over, but obviously I think you take the pass, but I think they'll definitely beat him by more than two touchdowns for sure. Listen the to Bills this. are atrocious. Listen to this money line. I mean, they have no offense. They have zero offense. Listen to this money line yeah. for the Patriots. Uh, they're negative one thousand two hundred ninety six. You have to bet one thousand two hundred ninety six dollars <laughs> to win a hundred dollars. <laughs> I mean, it's basically free money. If you had uh, a spare ten grand laying around, you could win uh, <laughs> yeah. a thousand bucks. Yeah, yeah. eight hundred bucks. <laughs> eight hundred bucks. It's fucking gross. Okay, um, let's wrap it well, up I there. Like Go ahead. I'm just going to say one thing is that I'm liking uh, – I, I do have a bet with Vinny from the beginning of the season as to how many wins the uh, Pats are going to roll up this year. And uh, the uh, push is 11. And uh, right after tomorrow, after Monday's game, if the Pats win, which you know would be shocking if they didn't, they'll be at 6-2. and two. So I'm, saying, I'm halfway to where I need to be. Yeah, but, but then they, they play the Packers. Games. They'll probably get beat by the Packers on a Sunday night on Sunday night football. Two night games in a row. Probably get beat by the Packers. Then they're going to crush the Titans. Then they're going to beat the Jets. Then they're going to have a good game against the Vikings. 
then they're going to probably lose to the Dolphins if history holds true in Miami That's on true. December 9th. We always lose one division game. We always lose one division game. So, yeah, that, that's always – Miami, for some reason, they always have a tough time in Miami. And then but, Patriots – go ahead. We play in Pittsburgh again. Yeah, after that on the 16th yeah. of December in Pittsburgh. Uh, honestly, I bet mm-hmm. they win that game. And then yep. against the Bills at home, they'll win – the Patriots will win that game, and then they end the season at the Jets. So, yeah. I mean so – that's, that, that's, that's 12-4 and four right there. And four, and I went 200 bucks. Yeah. I wish I had bet that Vinny had got to get a like a Red Sox tattoo or something. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty high line. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Honestly, okay. you could get I, you could they could get surprised by somebody else. Those those two division games at the end of the year, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they they like to throw those games at the end of the season just so that they can walk into the playoffs as uh, underdogs. Um, yeah. All right, we got to wrap it up. All right. Um, AJ thank you so much for being on as always thanks to the great great Josh Archer Uh, make sure to tune in next week AJ if you're around or if you would like to call in it is our 50th episode Uh, yeah which uh, we're going to do a couple of things it should be fun Um, as always thank you to our sponsor draft.com folks this Sunday I can't tell you how much fun it is to sign up for a uh, blind auction draft on draft.com. Actually, don't even go to the website. Download the app to your phone. Go to the bar with your friends to watch football. Draft a bunch of players. You will have a great time. You could do it for the whole day. You could do it for a game. It's great. I really recommend it. You could do it for $3. You could do it for $50. It is a lot of fun. Um, So make sure you check that out. Again, thank you so much, AJ. Good episode. Um, Vinny will be back next week and thank you for listening to If I Was a Betting Man